What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Two Peas! Welcome to Two Peas in a Podcast, the podcast podcast that's two parts peas, one part pod, and all parts figuring it out. Wow. That's a pretty great intro. Thank you. I thought about it for a while. (laughs) That's it, and podcast. And that was great. We did it. We've done it. My name is Ariane. My name is Maisie. And we are the people you're going to be listening to for the next 30 minutes. Yeah, get wrecked. Um, Maisie... Tell me, what are we doing this for? <laughs> um, the official answer is I don't know, but the answer that we came up with when this original bad idea first emerged mm-hmm. was that we're just very similar people. Yeah. It's terrifying, yeah. almost. I'm genuinely afraid all the time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I like to think that I inspire terror in folks in general, so this is a good foundation. Generally, for I think you need to be living with a little bit more fear in your life yeah. to be able to yeah. actively... To move you through the it's battlefield. Just, how are you going to have a productive day if you're not a little bit afraid of At something? At all moments. How are, you gonna, how are you going to cross the street... If you're not a little bit afraid of not getting to where you need to be, there's time. nothing driving you. Exactly. You know, it's all about encouragement. It's um, a balance, though, because if you're too afraid, then you'll never cross the street, and that's see, and then yeah, it's yeah. So anyway, that's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're um, well, well, because you're assistant arts editor. I am, and you are current TV beat. But yeah, you were but I, arts editor. I was arts editor, and I did in fact hire you. You did. Yeah. If you're confused about the power dynamics between us, let me clear that up. There are none. We work for the Daily Californian. Yeah. Did someone? Did somebody say nepotism? Because it I didn't. I didn't hear that. If, I, if this, they did, that's it, not it, what's was, happening it went here. right over my head. Um. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, so we have trekked very similar journeys here at the Daily Cal and also just in our general lives. And so here we are Um, on this day, bringing those stories and tales and life experiences to you, the listener. Yeah, because we both think they're very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. It's not because we're narcissists either. Yeah. Um, No, don't even think that. First (laughs) up, cute and fun thing. I was former arts columnist in spring of 2018. Maisie was arts columnist in spring of 2019. Wait. Wait. <laughs> you were spring 2019. I was spring, I was spring 2018. Was there we go. I don't know. Numbers, I'm gay. Um. um <laughs> so, 
Yes, so we both had our cute little run as arts columnists, and when I was hired to be the columnist, Maisie was the lovely, lovely editor of those tales of mine, and it became very evident very quickly that we, again, have lived very similar lives, and that is what arrived, arrived? I don't think that's how you use that word. That is what brought us <laughs> to this cute little fun idea of exploring the similarities and the differences and the similarities, all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she said. No, yeah. Um, reading your column was pretty much like a reading my own life, and that was straight up haunted, but it did create a really good friendship where I was like, ah, look, there's someone here who, like, mm. kind of knows me. Well, like, our friendship was founded on the exact plot of Killing Me Softly. So that's true. That, that's, that's exactly Very right. accurate. Um, but, yeah, so why not waste all of your guys' time by talking about things we already know, mm-hmm. which is that we have similarities in our <laughs> lives. <laughs> and they're not always, like, similarities that are shockingly evident. Sometimes it's similarities that develop, and it might be because of proximity. It might be because we're just slowly becoming more and more like each other. But one of those things that I thought was very cute and fun that we thought we would bring to you today was our shared love of one... Brookhampton. Yeah, so let's cut to the chase. Let's cut to the chase. Let's um, get into it. Ariane did not originally listen to Brockhampton. I didn't. Um, which is a shame. And I a heard disappointment. the name, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, I thought that it was only something that the youths did. Another strange thing about our friendship is I'm older than Maisie by some years. And so... Some unspecified years. years. Uh, you don't need to know how old yeah, I am. How dare you pry into our personal lives like that? We're very private listener, people. I need you to calm down, back up a little bit. We need to maintain some distance. This is not going to become a parasocial yeah, relationship. Yeah, this is obviously a very private relationship with we have. Yeah. That's why we're not doing a podcast about it. No, not at all. Um... um. <laughs> Yeah, so Maisie was a youngin. Maisie listened to Brockhampton. I was like, I don't know what this is about. I don't know what these young men are up to. These young these young men. I say from my elderly lady pedestal. Um, and so Maisie was kind enough one day to be like, hey, you're not listening to Brockhampton. <laughs> you should be. And sent me a whole playlist of just a little selection, a little, what do they call it? An or what is like the starter hors d'oeuvres maybe <laughs> I think that's the name for it but I don't know I don't that that's, that's what's happening no it's like a word for food that's like the first like appetizer maybe like a like a like a, like a sample palate cleanser maybe no we don't none know. of this is right um, we don't know we'll say yeah we'll admit it <laughs> we don't know either way it was a nice little tasty selection of some Brockhampton bops. Yeah, all around, I just kind of picked some of the best, um, highlighted all of their skills, their slow stuff, their insane bops, um, and just sent her right o- sent them right over to Ariane, and, mm-hmm. you know, lo and behold, she liked Brockhampton. I did. Because we're the same. Because we're the same. And also, how could you not those boys? Oh, so their talented. voices. They the just voices, know, the they rhythm, know what, the cadence, they know everything. exactly what they're supposed to be doing. They do. And then they're doing it. They're providing. They yeah. are the best boy bands. How could you direction. not like it? They're 
producing nothing but pure gold. Yeah. Um, Which might be debatable, but we'll come back to that. (laughs) So it was revealed that Maisie liked more of the slower anthems, and I was like, give me a zipper. Give me... 1997 Diana. Give me all of the ones that make me want to run through a wall. Okay, 1999 Wildfire, though. Wow. 1997 Diana. No, and that's true. Thank you. And I believe that. Yes. I do, but those were the ones that I was attracted to first. And then I think I kind of doubled back and tripled back and quadrupled back because they're so good. And I was listening to nothing but that playlist for like a good month. And see, what happened to me is that I like, I like knew of Brockhampton like adjacently because they were like pretty pop they've been pretty popular for a while I'm not like special for knowing them (laughs) in 2018 I was honestly behind the times um but I got hooked on saturation too I Mm. think first Mm. and then I went and saw them in concert when they were touring with iridescence which I didn't listen to and I originally didn't even like and then I went and I saw them in concert and they were just so good like they like their stage presence was just like so captivating they were dancing and like Joba I unpopular opinion he's hot he can get it Joba if you're listening um sorry that I said it's an unpopular opinion (laughs) sorry for the preface if you're listening Joba which you absolutely are we want you to know someone here on the pod in the pod in the pea pod thinks you are hot it's me I I think that Maisie (laughs) (laughs) my daily cal email you can find it yeah it'll be listed it'll be listed uh, in the link um yeah no everything about it was just so good so I like I started to like really get into them after I saw them in concert because I was was like it was I think like November of 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah, something that's, like that. That's right. I, I saw them at Bill that pitch went out. Yeah. That pitch went out to staff, which was. It did not because I was assistant arts editor and I stole it from everyone. But as, as the album said, pitch went out. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Um, right for the Daily Cut, you get to do a lot of cool stuff. Anyway. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, shout out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just like fell in love with them after that. But after that, I was like, went through, had to go through like several cycles of listening to them to get right. to like everything and then like officially find my tops. Like, I, I think that's a way that most people explore like artists that they like or that they come to really appreciate. Because I, I don't know if this is the way it was for most in people. In fewer words, I'm not special. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that everybody finds music does. like that. No, I mean, I think that, like, the process of, like, finding the ones that you like first and then going back and listening to the albums and then, like, really honing in on the things that you appreciate, the things that you come back to, is actually maybe more work than most people put into their music. Example, me. I am not aware of any of Brockhampton's album titles because after I got that playlist from Maisie, I very much was like, here are all the singles. And maybe some of the names I don't know, but I know that I like them, and these are the ones that I... And often, I will just click through them, because I straight up to this day don't remember the names of the songs that I like the most. So, like, I'll want to hear... This happened a couple days ago, actually. I was looking for um, (laughs) the song that started like this, and I'm going to sing it because I don't remember the title as we speak. It's the one that's like, skinny boy, skinny boy, where you must was at, used to walk to work. That's queer. Yeah. Yeah, I remembered. 
But I had to click through all of the songs that I had in my little collection of <laughs> Brockhampton tracks and find the one that started that way. So I don't... That's why I don't... I don't know if I say to people, I lo- I really like Brockhampton, I love Brockhampton, because I feel like I'm lying. Because I haven't put in that work. See, you know, they made it pretty easy for us by naming all of their first three albums the same thing. I think so. So yeah. it's kind of like you can say, oh, I love Saturation, and kind of be right. Yeah. Like, just... Yeah. I think that Saturation 2 is also, though, the one that I like the most. See, this is, yes, because that's the one that has Zipper and Hottie and all of those, like, really jubilant, like, buoyant songs that are just, like, so weird and, like, Mm -hmm. kinetic that, like. Kinetic. That is, oh my God, such. That's the word. Yeah. I just. I, I like, it. yeah, this is not a popular opinion either, though. I think most people like Saturation 1 or Saturation 3, and that Saturation 2 kind of is, like, not really acknowledged as much. That's interesting. I feel like that's the general vibe. If that's the general vibe, I want to come to um, a recent <laughs> a recent release that I feel the exact same way about that most people do not. And this is where we get into, like, yes, we both love Brockhampton, but one of us has opinion, and other one has opinion, and they're not necessarily the same. Yeah, this is where we are split peas. Here's the deal, everyone. Ginger, I think, was a mess. I like that pause where it's like, can I get an answer from the audience? Yeah. Ginger taking Ginger? the polls of all the people that cannot communicate with us right yeah. now. Leave um, the comments, baby. Bully <laughs> um, <laughs> me on the internet because I don't like Ginger. It's not that I don't like Ginger. I did like it. I felt that it wasn't as coherent as everyone was saying it. Not coherent. Cohesive. As everyone was saying it was. It did feel like some of the songs had three different turnarounds or three different hooks. Like, I think it's... Uh, mm, sugar uh. that I'm talking about. I love sugar. I love sugar. I love no halo. I love the like singles. I do, but one of the two, either sugar or no halo. Remember, remember, I don't know the names of the songs at all. But one of them has a point where they go through like three different moments of there being like that kind of build up to a catharsis that then ends with another build up to a catharsis that ends with another build up to a catharsis. I feel like it's no halo. It might be. Yeah. I I see what you're talking about, but I kind of like that. Right. And I feel like you can kind of get that out of some of their other stuff too, like their older stuff where it's like five songs in one song. Yeah, exactly. But it still makes sense together. And I like generally appreciate that. But, so I wrote the album review for this album and I was like it was great they did great everybody's great this is great (laughs) um (laughs) I think the headline was originally this is great great yeah (laughs) like um but yeah I did the album review for this and Ariane texted me and was like "Mm, (laughs) so read your album like great you like wrote well or whatever but also I don't agree with you at all. Yeah. She kind of tricked me into not liking it <laughs> after the fact. My power. I'm very upset about it, too, because I really, like, did like it. But I did start to realize that I kind of loved, like, more than life itself, the 
singles off that album mm-hmm. and didn't really love any of the other stuff that was released when the whole album came out. Yeah. It's nice to like listen to in passing, but I feel like it didn't have as many like grab you yeah, songs. Yeah, it didn't have the staying power. I think it, it didn't, like, but Sugar and No Halo, they dropped those too early because those yeah. songs are amazing. They're really, really, really And great. they're at the very beginning of the album they and they dropped them as singles yeah. and it's like I get that like maybe for like narrative flow they needed to be at the beginning of the album, but they did not need to release those in yeah. advance. I would have liked to have kept those like hidden, you know, like, if they had like yeah. had them as pockets. But I did really love um, If You Pray Right. I was just about to say. That, yeah, that, which wasn't released as a single yeah. and is an amazing song. Just lyrically, I do think that lyrically you do continue to see them all maturing. What I think is also interesting is that Ginger doesn't really, it seems to not really showcase Merlin as much. Yeah. Which sucks because he's my all-time favorite. Really? Him and Joba switch off. But generally, the, I feel like these are unpopular opinions. These two things yeah. that I just said, yeah, yeah these two probably. things that you just said on the podcast. Generally, generally, this is where the space that I live in is accidentally saying unpopular opinions, being like, "Right, guys, don't we all agree with this?" And everybody's like, "No, that's not." No, but that, we're not okay. on the same page. But that's something that is a like mainstay in our friendship, where yeah. it's like, "This is a universal <laughs> opinion," and then like people will be listening to our conversation and be like, "No, that's yeah, not." The, it is why we've become such good friends because we're living in a, a world of <laughs> complete delusion where we're like yeah we're everyone Everyone's agrees with here. us right now yeah they all know and everyone is quietly saying no mm-hmm. we don't um well, we just take we just take up so much of the conversation that they can't say so yeah uh, we're really loud that's generally. why they gave us this podcast um yeah no, but i agree i mean, I, I don't I, agree okay. <laughs> well here's the thing with with Ginger, it's like they... Because did you see Brockhampton perform on Ellen? Yeah. And it was it was amazing. They're great. They're so cute. Like, the sitting and the... It, it was all great. But why did they even give Merlin a microphone? Like, yeah. he didn't say he didn't anything. anything. He didn't even do the chorus part where they were all singing. I watched him. No. He said no words. Merlin. And I was like, he shouldn't have even been there. Like, why are you, like, tease me by, like... Giving him a microphone. Well, maybe you just got to look at him for some time. That's true, and that was great. But you know, and like even Joba's not really on that song either, which is like Sugar said, "Fuck you," specifically, Maisie. Yeah. Yeah. No, Kevin Abstract looked me dead in the (laughs) eyes and said, "You're not getting anything that you wanted. You're gonna think that you will though, and you're gonna like the song too. That's what sucks is because I really do like that song. It's a but I'm mad it doesn't feature any of my like best boys. I'm a basic bitch I, uh, in this regard. In other regards, probably also. But specifically about the fact that I think my favorites are Matt Champion. He's very good. That's and, true. you know, gotta give it up for my baby Kevin. Like, those are my two faves. My yes. two faves. And Don. Honestly, maybe Don's first. I love Kevin as, like, a curator. Yeah. But I don't know that I, like, feel his voice missing when it's not there. No, I I feel his, like, artistic vision every time I listen to Bart Campton. But, like, him as a singer and, like, a rapper, not as much. As a musician, and I agree with you, he's missing. In that regard, he is missing 
from a lot. If but not still, all. there would be no Brockhampton without him. So That's I exactly have to I give mean. him credit. Yeah. But vocally, I love how frantic and just like insane Joba and Merlin yeah, are. Yeah, they have they the most chaotic energy. Yeah. Like 1999 Wildfire. Um, Joba's verse Joba's on verse that on is that ridiculous. Is, like, it's so fun. They said they it's gave him like, the mic and they said, Joba, do whatever you want. And he said, oh, And he oh. said, I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. He said, let's go. <laughs> and they, everybody was just like, okay. He said, I'm going to take you to high fantasy, baby. And We're the wizards. <laughs> We're the quests. We're the kings and queens. Give it to the me. The queen is into him. Like, the queen and is I am, into him. And I am too. <laughs> I, yeah. And There's then, nothing like, I can fall out of. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good, Maisie. <laughs> Podcast over. Podcast, that's it. Um, no, yeah, and like even on Sweet and stuff, mm-hmm. Merlin's um, verse, the honey butter, just like what is yeah, happening it's right so now? It's so wild. Yeah, Merlin is weird. He as comes hell. into that verse being like, "That's not how my name's pronounced. Don't no. call me stupid." Yeah, and then he needs honey butter. Yeah, like right now. Right now, it's like a really intense thing. I love that. Like. The stream of consciousness <laughs> nature of that. Because I, I feel like there is a, a bit of Brockhampton that does feel, like, really, you know, choreographed and produced. I don't think that that's what I'm going to say. And I think that yeah. because Merlin and Joba both bring that energy to the group, it brings a nuance to... It's why we remember their name, frankly. It's why we know. It puts, like, a break in the, like... Because it is very marketable music. Yeah. It's, you know, a lot of the verses, like, even on Sugar, you know, you hear the lyrics and it's, like, immediately forgets all of the lyrics. Yeah. But it's, like, about, like, <laughs> just wanting to, like, lay in bed with you. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's very sweet. It's but, very like, tender. kind of, like not it's not the most ingenious or like groundbreaking lyricism no but it's sweet and you know vulnerable so people would disagree i don't understand how though because it is like i i give it credit for being like a tender and like i like that it's it's not super loud and as we know i love their like more vulnerable slow jams mm-hmm. but i do think that those lyrics are not, they're not incredibly groundbreaking. Yeah. He's just like... I would agree. I would agree. Like, I hope you call, and like, I just want to lay in bed with you and stuff, and it's like, yeah, but I've also heard that in a Camila Cabello song. So... Ooh. That was a burn, and I didn't even mean to... It was a burn I didn't mean to attack... Somehow... Everybody got attacked. Everybody got attacked. Statement. The the (laughs) image of Michelle from Full House with two guns standing off. That's what that was. Formal and official apology. (laughs) That was unintentional. Yeah. (laughs) That was an unintentional rose. But deserved? But maybe, yeah. I mean, it's not... (laughs) I think, if we may... If I may grab at the straws of Brockhampton that have filtered off into the sky, here we are back again at Brockhampton. I think <laughs> there's something that I feel like I need to say about the Please group. Do. And that is that when you talk about their their own self-identification as a boy band. And I know everybody's talked of this concept to death. I'm not gonna bring anything new to this, so if you wanna just shut it off, go for it. But <laughs> I do think that the precedent that sets is that they can do anything, but they haven't. Yeah, that is true. And I think I think it's really interesting that they are still together. Yeah. And they've lasted or they've lasted a pretty long time a as a boy group. band. And they get 
bigger. Yeah. And they've been through a lot as, like, a mu- musical group. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like... Controversies. Yeah. He Who Shall Not Be Named. Yeah, we the don't way talk that they about responded him. to that. And they responded beautifully. They did. I really was impressed. I was ready to have to stop listening to Brockhampton, mm-hmm. and I did not have to because they were so... You could tell it, like, affected all of yeah. them a lot, too. There's an There's such an honesty about it, too. Yeah. Because they were very much, like... It would be easy in that situation to be like, yeah we're done with him, he's gone, like, he, like, but they never approached it that way, they're like, he was a part of this group, he was our dear, dear friend, and he did something horrible, and that, the ramifications of that were deeply felt in their music, and in, especially with Ginger, I think we've gotten to see a lot of that explored more explicitly. Yeah, I think it was, it was also, you know, with iridescence and stuff, you see them, it, it seemed like they kind of struggled to re-grasp their voice. I, oh, yeah. I now like iridescence. I don't hate it as an album. There's some really good songs off of it. But I do think, and I agree with a lot of the, like, critical discourse about it, which is that, like, it's not at all a consistent album. No. There's, it's a really loud, it's really chaotic, and which is a lot of the, for the time. Which is appropriate for the time, and it's appropriate to their their established tune but it sounded like they were faltering after yeah the loss of he who shall not be named and also right out of saturation trilogy which was just so consistent right um but like you see them come back with Ginger, which, like, kind of re-establishes their, like, voices, mm-hmm. you know? It seems like they've really figured out, like, what they're doing after. Um, and it's interesting to be able to see their, like, music... Their, like... Their music kind of foil and, like, reflect what they're going through, like, personally yeah. and stuff. Even and, with, like... Yeah. yeah, even with the stuff on Ginger that's, like, very... It's, like, about crisis of faith and, yeah. like their lyrics kind of have become more like diary entries, which I think is really interesting. Ginger is definitely, I would say, and I think a lot of people have said that it's their most personal album yet. Yeah. And for such a poetic band, it's really interesting that they do call themselves a boy band. Yeah. Especially, and then again, within the niche of hip hop, how many, how many, it's a group, you know, they're termed rap groups. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a group of men producing traditionally hip-hop music, which a lot of people would argue Brockhampton is not doing, call themselves a boy band because there's so many, like, associations with that. And I think that one of the things that I've always loved about them since (laughs) since you've introduced me to them (laughs) is that they, you know, with the... the front man, if you can even call him that, but the the visionary behind Brockhampton being a gay man. Like, they've never been afraid to really assess and tackle things that have been longstanding issues of representation and discourse within the hip-hop community. Like, I just, I don't know. I think that that's really special. I think what they're doing is special for that reason because they don't lean into any kind of box that the kind of music they make would put them in. And if anything, the music that they make destroys any boxes that anyone could put them in anyway. Yeah, I think that they're definitely doing exactly what you said. You know, they're disintegrating these boundaries that have been very strict for so long. You know, rap music and hip-hop music has been culturally, like, 
known as more like aggressive and not at and very masculine. Yeah. And they're it seems like they're collectively saying mm, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It can be sweet. It can be gay. It can yeah. be. It can be tender. You know. Be, yeah. It can be a heavy. Hitter. And such an intense community of diverse people can work together to create music that we all really appreciate. Yeah. And that's pretty beautiful. I'd say that's better than One Direction. <laughs> I think so. I think, again, they are the best. Not even since One Direction. They are the best boy band. Yeah, period. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. End stop. <laughs> End stop? Yeah. We love you, Brockhampton. <laughs> Here from the Peapod. Yeah, please tune in um, next week. We will be talking about other stuff. And we'll tell you what that is when you tune in. Yeah, obviously. We forgot. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) we, yeah, this was apologies all around if this was poorly done. Um, we're working on the first one, but like I said, all parts figuring it out. You have to try things more than once, though. Yeah. So if you don't listen next week, you're a poser. You're, you're fake. Honestly, you're fake. And I'll say it. And And I'm not sorry about it. Yeah, and that's it. But I might be sorry next week, so tune in. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.